If you're ready to create more wealth and success in your life than ever before, this podcast is for you. Robert Allen, New York Times bestselling author and real estate investing expert, has helped thousands of people learn how to accumulate wealth and multiply it quickly through real estate investing. If you're ready to move forward faster and create the wealth you've always dreamed about, then we have exactly what you need on No Money Down with Robert Allen. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Creating Wealth. And as always, we have our super awesome mentor in real estate, Robert Allen. Thank you for coming today. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad you're here. And we're super glad to learn from you. So today we're going to be talking about the five common stages of wealth. So the first one is survival. You know, when people are living paycheck to paycheck, um, this is definitely not the stage that we should be in. Am I right? Yeah, but most people are in survival, probably 95% of the people on, on the planet are in oh survival. Wow. You know, half of the planet earns less than $2 a day. Oh, wow. And so talk about survival, trying to make it to the next meal, to the next day. And so we here in the Western world are so lucky and so blessed beyond, beyond comprehension. Uh, there are how many people on the planet? Seven billion, almost eight billion people. That means four billion people right now will trade places with you in a heartbeat. With all of your problems, with all of your challenges, with all of the, the credit card debt you might feel under, the fact that you might just have lost your job, whatever challenge you're going through right now in the Western world, you are the richest of the rich. And uh, even though it may seem like survival to you, like you're just barely making it, uh, it's not survival compared to the rest of the world. Right. But for now, yeah, you're trying to make ends meet. Now, sometimes the reason we have trouble making ends meet is because we're spending too much money on too many stupid things. You know, we, we take all of our paycheck and we spend it all. And most people have, do not have 90 days worth of, uh, living expenses. Oh, wow. If they lose their income today, they would be out of money within 90 days, out, done, zero. So every day they go to work and they bring money in the door. Eventually you have to, move to a totally different stage of your life where money comes in the door to you instead of you going out the door to go get it. Mm -hmm. And so those that's the last stage of life where money finds you. Right mm -hmm. now, you're surviving. You got to go find the money. And that's stage number one. And I feel like that uh, stage is just terrible. Like, I mean, for your mindset, because you are constantly stressed out that, oh, no, what's yeah. going to happen tomorrow? Yeah. Having that uncertainty, definitely not the stage that we want to be in. Uh, the second stage, though, is stability. Now you're able to pay your debt uh, and you have some cash and some profession or career or job skills. Uh, I feel like this is what most people are like within our Western world. Am I right? Yeah. Stability is a good word because a lot of times when people will go out into the world to invest as an entrepreneur, they'll um, risk everything to go start a new business. But there's a lot of failure at that. You know, there's 90, 95% failure, you know, oh. in a five-year period of time. 95% of the businesses that start today will be out of business within five years oh. because, because they don't get to stability. Mm -hmm. They Sometimes they'll quit their job and they'll go out there and try to figure it out. In my case, I started without a job and I had zero stability, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. And so, but my, my case was a very, very rare case. It's because my intuition was basically saying, you know, don't get a job, go for the million. You can do it. You're young. You're a young buck. 
You don't have a family. You can starve to death. You know, go out and figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so that was okay for me. But many people, they have families and they've got responsibilities and they need some stability. Why? Because they need a steady stream coming in, even if they have to go work for it. It's just steady. It's a steady stream. Therefore, they can habituate themselves to that stream of income. And therefore, they can fit their life into that certain budget. And therefore, they can spend time uh, in the morning, at night, at lunchtime, investing the time outside of their traditional life to be able to invest for the long term. Now, till eventually, your job income will be replaced by your streams of income from your entrepreneurial ventures. Mm -hmm. But Stability is the one that, that causes most bankruptcies, frankly, because they, they have challenges that come into their life that force them to uh, not have enough money flowing in the door. Therefore, they got to call it quits and start over again, a fresh start, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, stability is a nice thing to get to, but you don't want to settle in stability. No, stability is nice for a while, but you have to have the dream to go to the next stage of wealth. If, if wealth is your dream, if that's what you want, a lot of people don't want that. They want a steady job. They want to be a teacher, for instance, and go to work every day for the next 40 years and retire on a small pension. And, and th- their life is meaningful. And it's okay. You don't have to be a millionaire. You don't have to be financially free. If, it's not, if that's not what you want, then go do something else. Now, goodbye. We'll see you. <laughs> go, go somewhere else. I'm talking to entrepreneurial-minded people. That's right. Who really want to be financially free. They've set that as a goal that they have always wanted to do that. And when I ask an audience of entrepreneurs like that, Mm -hmm. I'll ask them, how many of you have always known that one day you would be financially successful? (laughs) That finances (laughs) were an important part of your makeup. It's part of the skills, your skill set, your, your mindset, your DNA. It's just who you are as an entrepreneur and therefore, most of the people who come to my audiences are that way. But hey, 85% of the people you see walking around the streets every day, they're employees and they're employee minded and they want security and they want long term money. They want slow, steady money, sl- slow, stable money over long periods of time. And then they take their savings and their, and their investments and they'll build it up so that they can retire one day with a nice, you know, nest egg. But some of us are not like that. We are the 15%. And That's we right. rankle at the thought. <laughs> of going to a, a job every day. Can you oh. imagine that? Oh, I can't no. even imagine that. <laughs> uh, no, I just, oh, I, I just, from the very beginning, as soon as I graduated from my, my uh, master's in business, I couldn't find a job because you know what they did is they tested me. They tested, they gave me all these personality tests, you know? Oh, wow. <laughs> and I didn't know what they were discovering. All I knew is that when I sent out my 30 applications to the 30 major corporations in the world, to be an employee working in those big companies, that every one of those 30 people rejected my application. Oh my God. Now, it might have been because we were in a rough time. It was a recession. But more than likely, they just looked at my personality tests. I myself did not know that I was not meant to be an employee. I didn't know it. I really thought I would be working as a corporate person like my dad who worked for 40 years at a company. He became the head accountant at a major company, a small company in, in Western Canada. Mm-hmm. I, that was the only model I had. My grandfather, who was the entrepreneur, had died before I was born. So oh, wow. I never saw it. 
-hmm. All I saw around me were employees. So I thought, well, I guess that's what you do. Mm -hmm. And um, when they did their test on me, they could see, you know, this guy is not going to be a good employee. A good employee. No. <laughs> I would have been, truth, I would have been the worst employee. Because I always would have been trying to figure out something on the side, you know. They didn't want an on-the-side guy. They wanted to be all-in in their company guy. And therefore, I'm an on-the-side guy. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> side hustle guy, man. I like to, you know, as, as most entrepreneurs, we are multiple entrepreneurs. We, 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 serial entrepreneurs. We want, we see opportunities everywhere, creating a business here, a business there, real estate here, stock market there, you know, the internet there. We're, we're doing all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. We, I would have made a lousy employee. So, so stability mm -hmm. is nice, but that's not where you want to stay. That's right. And it's kind of cool that uh, there are like different stages of wealth for every mindset around there. Cause uh, some people may like that stability mindset and, They're okay staying on that one. But there's also another uh, stage of wealth, uh, which is the one where you're a saver. At that point, you're making a little bit of extra money and you're able to save a little bit for um, some other purposes or some emergency cases. This is almost impossible to do, mm -hmm. to tell you the truth. You get a paycheck, but you've lived your life into your paycheck. Mm -hmm. And therefore, every dollar of it is already spent. That's right. And so you make a little... You want something extra, you put it on your credit card. So you don't even notice that the credit card balance is increasing. Mm -hmm. And therefore, these balances, three, four, five credit cards start going up and up and up. And the pay monthly payments start going up and up. And the interest rates start going up. And they start sucking out mm -hmm. the money that you're making from your, your, your job. And then eventually, you know, you're not making enough money from your job. Yeah. You got to get, you got to get a better job. You, you know, saving is almost impossible. And, and that's yet, interesting important. about the employee mindset, you know, because like uh, as an employee mindset, you're thinking, oh, I'm making a little bit of extra money. So maybe yeah. I can spend it on these extra things exactly. and these other bigger extra house, things. bigger car. Yep. Right. And exactly. you don't think about it, but you do end up spending it all. So that's not saving. Why would you save? You know, in our household, my wife's the saver. She just <laughs> loves it. She loves to see those little dollars climb up <laughs> into bigger and bigger amounts. And For me, I'm the entrepreneur, so I want to go out and start a new business. You know, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's start from scratch and let's build something out of nothing. Yeah. Um, she's she's the one that makes it happen for our family. I got to tell you that somebody's got to do it, frankly. Mm -hmm. And so, should you pay your credit our credit cards off before you start to save? Because if you're saving your money, it's going to make what three, four, two, three, one, one, two, three, four percent, and you got your interest rate on your credit card at 24%. What a dumb thing to do right. to save at 4% when your credit card's at 24%. Mm -hmm. That's kind of stupid, isn't it? Yeah. No. No, you need the habit of saving. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, it, I, it sucks right out of my bank account. I, I literally don't see it. Out of my bank account automatically gets sucked out a certain amount of money and it gets put into the long, my long-term plan is a, an S&P 500 index fund. And over over a lifetime, that little S&P 500, which is the 500 biggest corporations in the world, buying a stock, I can buy a little slice of it every single month. If the market goes up, I buy some. If the market goes down, I buy some. It's dollar cost averaging. Some of you know what that means. It's it, it's outside of my awareness. I don't even notice when it gets sucked out. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I I want it. 
I want to say, hey, my bank account is a little bit low today. What, 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 what happened there? I don't, I don't know. Let's go make some more money. And so you have to set up systems that work for you. For my wife, that's one of the ways. For my investing that gets pulled out of my bank account, that's another way. But you need to be saving. It's, it's just You just do. I, if I made a mistake in my life, for, frankly, yeah, we, we didn't save enough. We, and we just think of the literally in, in my personal, into my personal bank accounts. Mm-hmm. I have never added it up, but floating through my bank accounts have been tens of millions of dollars through my own bank accounts. The average person is going to have the same thing happen to them. A million dollars will flow through their bank account too. If you're making 25000 a year, yeah. 40 years later, you got a million bucks. So, and then as that goes up and up and up, yeah, you, everyone who's listening here will make a million in their lifetime, period. But most of them will never save any amount. So if you just would force yourself to save 2%, 5%, just make it inviolable. In other words, this must happen. This is not an option. This is not an option. We save 10%, we save 5%, whatever. It's not an option. And therefore, you put that away where you can't touch it. You know, one day that will make you very, very wealthy. That's right. You know, but most people don't do it because they're bombarded every day with billions of dollars worth of advertising, Mm -hmm. trying to coax you into buying some things now into an immediate instant gratification. And we are an instant gratification society. You want to be rich? You have to, you have to avoid that like the plague. You have to sacrifice a little bit yeah. so you can win big later. Hey, and it's easy for me to say that because now I'm at the end of my career, <laughs> you know, but you're at the beginning. So mm-hmm. I've seen in a lot, a lot of people's and thousands and thousands of people's lives, this advice I'm giving you today, just save. And if, if I can be personal, you have to also give, you have to give. That's right. So for me, it's inviolable. I mean, I, it is not, it's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. It's a... Must. I, I give. When I make money, I give. Immediately, I give it away. 10%, at least. Mm-hmm. And um, it doesn't matter what your spiritual belief is. Many Christians will have a tithing belief there. I think it, it, the, the universe recognizes givers all over the world in any spiritual persuasion. When you're a giver, the money starts flowing back to you. These are just things, If I probably my biggest secret in, of all my wealth creation techniques. It says... Says on the logo up here, I'm I'm the creating wealth maestro. The, the lessons I've learned in my life is number one, you got to be a giver. Number two, you got to be a saver. That's right. Number three, you got to go risk. You got to get out in the world. All the things you've ever wanted in your life are outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Most people are not willing to leave their comfort zone. Therefore, they get to have what's in their comfort zone, which is very very little. Everything you want is outside your comfort zone. Everything big. Put two zeros at the end of your paycheck right now. It's out there. Mm-hmm. It's out there in the risk. You know, I read <laughs> an ad uh, from, a, from a bank. It said, come in out of the risk. Like, come in out of the rain, right? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, you can do that when it comes to saving, but you got to be out into the risk. you got to go out there. That's where the money is. That's, That's where the right. opportunity is. It's the opportunity zone. Risk zone equals opportunity zone, that's right. if anything. Absolutely. And you know what? It was really interesting when you mentioned um, saving, because um, that's a really cool quality to have. And personally speaking, uh, my mom, she trained me in a certain way of like yeah. having um, set up automatically. 
withdrawals from my one account into another account. And I remember doing that uh, since the very beginning when I started working right after college. Uh, I would have certain amount of money drafted from my account, one of my accounts, going into another one. And I wouldn't have access to that other one until a certain period of years. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's how I was able to buy my house. Because to be honest, when I opened the other account, I was like, oh my goodness, I do have enough for the down payment. <laughs> I don't even have to borrow money for the down payment. <laughs> this is totally awesome. Yeah. So yeah, saving is a really cool quality to yeah. have. And on top of that, we have the age of technology. We can automatically set up all of these um, saving systems so we can right. have the assurance that our money is going to a, another place that is not going to be wasted on. Um, but also it brings us to the next category, which is the growth wealth stage, which is when you start investing uh, and using all of those savings into something that is going to produce great outcomes later on. Yeah, you have to live, you have to be stable, you have to pay your, pay your bills, you have to feed your family. You got to have a little bit of fun and that's just your basic stuff. But you have to have a certain amount of the money that's focused towards long-term growth. So you have to divert. Now your savings are there to give you some stability, but just like for you, you saved your way until you had enough to grow. Mm -hmm. And now you grow into a home, that home has already dramatically increased in value. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and talk about the difference between where, where, what was earning at a bank rate, mm -hmm. savings rate, yeah. to what it did when you put it into that, that first home at mm -hmm. the perfect time you bought. It's just amazing. Oh, yeah. COVID yeah. times, no, it was perfect. <laughs> they were such a blessing. Exactly. Sure. So, yeah, that's the growth time. So you have to pick an investment. My book, Multiple Streams of Income, talks about 10 types of investments that are money while you sleep. Because yeah. this home that you bought mm -hmm. went up in value while you slept in it. That's right. You didn't have to do anything. Once you got in, you just have to keep making the mortgage payments which you do, mm -hmm. but now while you sleep, it's going up in value. What if you had a hundred properties like that? Oof. Yeah, see? Yeah, yeah, definitely great. You'd be a millionaire very quickly. Mm -hmm. So onesies, twosies, threesies, you're gonna buy them one at a time, mm -hmm. couple of properties a year, over the next 10 years, we'll put you into financial freedom. You'll be a millionaire if you do that. Two properties a year for 10 years, you're done. I said that in Creating Wealth. That's on the book, I, my second number one New York Times bestseller. There's the plan. Two properties a year. You heard it right here from me. Mm -hmm. Has that changed since I wrote the book and it came out in 1982? Now that's 40 years ago. Does that plan changed? No. Don't wait to buy real estate. Buy real estate and wait. That's right. And that takes us to the next and last stage of wealth, which is when you have your passive income. That's pretty much financial freedom. And at that point, you're just living off of all the many investments that you have already made during the previous stage. So mm. um, how have you seen that in your life? It's very hard to do what uh, you just described, financial freedom. What is your financial freedom number? Mm -hmm. Well, um, Kiyosaki said it very well. I, I loved what he said. He said that financial freedom is really when your passive income exceeds your monthly expenditures. Mm -hmm. So there's two parts to that formula. First of all, you got to make the passive income mm -hmm. and it has to be passive. See, this is, most people don't realize that if you start a business and it requires you to be in it, that's not passive. You just that's a job. <laughs> yeah, that's a job. That's just yeah. a, a, a high paying job. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's got to be investments that flow into you without you having to go get it. So real estate does that because you can hire a manager to take care of it for you and you can fly to Tahiti and enjoy yourself <laughs> and not have to worry about it. That's passive. But most people don't really take the, the, the passive, really get what that really means. Mm -hmm. The other part of the equation is spending 
less than you earn. That's right. And most people don't do that. They spend more than they earn. That's why their credit cards keep balances keep going up and up and up. Even millionaires already, because like you see so many athletes getting into yeah. bankruptcy after spending all the money that they earned during their golden years. Exactly. So. And they have nothing left and they have declared bankruptcy and commit That's suicide right. and all that crazy stuff. Awful. Yeah. So two parts of that formula, mm -hmm. make passive income. And, and that takes time. It might take 10 years. It might take 20 years. But you don't want to work at a job for 40 years to get some kind of a small retirement. You know, it, it just you're never going to retire on the amount of money that you're going to that they're going to pay you for a retirement. You you have to do your own thing on the side and you have to grow it on the side. And uh, so that's the fifth stage mm -hmm. of this wealth creation process. It'll take you longer than you think. It'll be harder than you hope. It'll take uh, more risk than you want. Mm -hmm. It was not going to be easy. But if you'll discipline yourself, you'll be able to fulfill your bucket list with anything you want in this life. You can have anything you want, but it's going to take time and it's going to be hard. And most people, very few people ever reach it. Mm -hmm. If you want to reach it, then you listen to these, these advice from the old ones or the <laughs> old ones. You young'uns, just do it. So thank you so much again, Robert. And to our audience, don't get discouraged. It may seem like a mountain, but great hikers get to the very top of the mountain and then they enjoy the view. So you can do it too. You can get to the five stage of wealth, which is passive income. Thank you so much. And we're going to see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Yeah.